WNGK. Okay. All right. Now, now we're in it. it. We're now we're it. in it. We are recording. Yes, I think we are. I think the uh, levels sound just fine. I we're waiting on uh, Christian Swain, um, who is a podcaster. I think he might have built an empire. I I used to know him. Okay, I'll wait for that. We'll keep on talking because it's on record right now. You never know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. I remember, okay, this was when I was living in my um, my RV. Is that him? Negative. Well, turn that off. Turn that notification off. That's something from your messages. You can turn that off. But you have to go into settings, and then you have to go into what program that is, which is your f message program, and you go to sound, and you turn the sound button off. It's just that simple, but not so much all the time. This is a lot of getting used to. Then once you got it, you got it, you know, like riding a bicycle. But this was getting up on the bicycle was a, a difficult and frustrating process. But we're there now. So that's we should be celebrating the fact that we fucking figured this shit out. And I and I I'm just like I'm very happy about it. Luma Fusion was the big breakthrough this week. Okay, he's getting ready to call. Yeah, we have uh, one minute left. If he's on his uh, tip tops of everything, yeah. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a wager in that he will call exactly when that goes to four o'clock over there. Well, you never know. He could what do you think the wager is? I don't really know. A beer. A beer. Just one of your yinglings. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna see. Okay, it's 3:59 p.m. right now, Sunday, May 24th. We're getting ready to do a a, pro, a podcast with Christian Swain. Okay, it's four o'clock. Should be calling in any time right now. All right. Well, he didn't do it exactly punctual. So we're. I should have taken this bet. Should I have? Well. I still wouldn't have given you a, a yingling. <laughs> you owed the yinglings. Uh, Hell no, your give beers. me Castle Brown Ale right now. That wasn't the bet, though. Well, it's still 4 o'clock. It's early in the morning. You know it's early in the morning. What are the chances we'll probably call on your phone? You know it's because he doesn't even have my phone number. Oh, okay. But it's early in the morning. Had a little fight with my baby last night. But it's early in the morning. We're doing some, uh, um, and some I 
got nothing, and it's 401. Some petticoat music for everybody. Petticoat do, Junction. Do, 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 do. Petticoat Junction. Y- you messed up. I was uh, right in the pe- how's it Petticoat Junction. That's I never watched that show much. There goes Uncle Joe and his moon kind of slow at the junction. Petticoat Junction. All right, it's 401. He is not punctual, but hey. Well. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt here. Maybe because he's uh, from California. You know those guys from California? They're the beach guys. They they lay on the beach. Those uh, I'll get to it well, when I get to it. Wouldn't it be nice if you could have some? And wouldn't it be? There he there is. He is. Hello, Christian. Uh oh, uh oh, we got a Houston. We got a problem. Okay, um, you got a tiny bit of distortion. Um, yeah, uh, let's figure that question. out. Let's figure that out. I'm, okay. I'm on a uh, Heil PR40 calling in from Skype. Uh, so it is, you know, it's All a right. digital transmission, but the, the audio quality should be uh, much better than a telephone. You sound much better. Than, okay, uh, now than you were just was. a little too much into the mic just then, and then you kind of backed off, and it like sounds really good now. Oh, is this is this better if I'm back off like this? Right there, right oh. at the end there. I it, will try yeah, to let, let's uh, retain this social distancing from my microphone throughout <laughs> the entire <laughs> interview. That you freaking nailed it right yeah, there. Yeah. Okay, Hold we on. are I don't, I don't think it's six our, feet, but. We'll, we'll, we'll make it well work. it maybe it's six millimeters you know that might be the, the right it may well probably right with microphones that's all you need it's uh, it's about six millimeters yeah okay um you know i i wanted to really just because i was looking at your website and i was like um right off the bat i see this uh this quote from neil young oh Yes, the quote from Neil Young. Right? Yeah. What? How, how did you get that? A lot of hard work, my friends. Um, we uh, started working with Neil and his company, um, primarily Neil Young Archives, uh, uh, about six months ago. And, uh, and to be honest with you, it came out of a, uh, an interview I did with Phil Baker, who is Neil's CEO, of the Neil Young Archives. They had written a book called Feel the Music, which uh, was a treatise on uh, the poor audio quality that you get in the digital marketplace today. And that Neil has been arguing against uh, low quality audio for high res audio for 40 years. And that each iteration of the digital uh, audio revolution has, in a weird way, gotten worse as opposed to, uh, say, television, uh, you know, where each iteration was making the picture quality better. Uh, each iteration in audio delivery was making the audio quality worse. And there's a lot of good science behind it uh, beyond uh, the idea that, uh, you know, Digital solved some issues with uh, analog, uh, obviously hiss, tape hiss, uh, popping, 
uh, you know, the fragility of, uh, of LPs and things like that, vinyl. Uh, and, uh, but at the same time, it created uh, another set of problems. And the best way that Neil explained it uh, is that um, uh, analog uh, audio is like looking through a window. It, it, you know, a crystal clear window. You can see everything on the other side. Um, and uh, digital audio is like looking through a screen. While you can see everything on the other side, there are these zeros and ones, the open spaces and then the mesh of the screen. And, uh, and it does distort uh, a little bit, and it doesn't let all of the information on the other side of that screen, the light, uh, come through to the other side. And that's the same thing that happens with digital audio. Uh, and so it, it, it just it got worse and worse, more compressed. Uh, you can even see um, uh, the need for what we call the volume wars, if you're familiar with that in audio, uh, the compression of melody uh, over the last 50 years. Uh, I think all of that is in conjunction to uh, us switching from an analog uh, digital uh, analog uh, source to a digital source. Uh, and <clears throat> there were reasons for it originally. And initially, uh, the cost of storage in a digital platform was very expensive. In 1980, a one gig would cost you about six thousand dollars for uh, to store. Uh, today, it is micro pennies. So there's really no need. There's not an economic incentive to continue this disaster audio disastrous audio quality. So uh, what we should do is be out there improving that, and uh, uh, that is with high res. So we learned all of this, and we said to ourselves, well, <clears throat> geez, uh, Neil, you're, you're making uh, all of this progress in music. Um, we feel we should do the same thing in podcasting. And so we worked with the digital team that uh, developed the high-res audio for the Neil Young Archives, which all of Neil's uh, catalog is presented in uh, – uh, uh, oh my gosh! So you were, uh, I'm I'm sorry to interrupt, but no, that's fine. You were you were a, a, a part like an engineer and and helping to develop Neil's uh, what is it called Pondo Pondo? Um, I, you know I couldn't, I couldn't about? hear that. What was that? Oh, okay. Um, well, you were part of the process to develop Neil Young's. Um, software no 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 uh there's a company uh in singapore called aura stream they're the ones that developed the um uh the the audio uh, uh engineering what's it uh, called it's for, like it's like what the, what's neil young's uh he's got uh it's neil young Pond, neil young Pond, archive neil young archive.com okay and uh okay. and right. so right. we worked we worked with aura stream uh, to patent uh, the world's first uh, podcast uh, in high-res audio, and uh, oh so, my god, yeah. So when when we achieved that uh, and uh, uh, were able to uh, uh, launch it uh, in the marketplace, of which it's it's very much in its infancy, um, uh, you know, Neil said, uh, "Hey, I, I want to help you guys do this," and so he helped us in several ways. And uh, one of the ways was uh, when we uh, uh, released our press release, uh, he um, uh, uh, generously allowed us to uh, use a quote. He provided us with a quote uh, that says he's very excited about this as well. That is that. What a story. What a story. Yeah. I yeah. mean, um, 
I've been following you since, uh, I, what, did you start in 2015? Is that when? Yeah, yeah, 2015 is when the first podcast, Rock and Roll Archaeology, uh, was launched. It was October of 2015. We'd, we'd put uh, almost a year of work into it before we launched it, um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, uh, late 2015. Okay, let me tell you, I was living in an RV in Texas, in Wimberley, Texas, okay? And I was starting to get into, like, uh, Joe Rogan and Mark Maron's podcast and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, good, good podcast. I'm, I'm a big fan of Mark Maron's, uh, not so much Joe Rogan. Okay, I got you on that one. Um, uh, but at that time, I, I somehow stumbled across, from what I could figure out it was just a you know like a blog page or, or something and you had some you, you had these really in-depth articles about like the Beatles and the Rolling Stones and stuff like that and um and I was like wow this guy knows what he's talking about and then you would have like a was it an audio file or was it an actual podcast at that time yeah yeah it all it always started off as a as a podcast um <laughs> you know how it came about was um I, I, I'm, I'm a musician and have been most of my life. Um, uh, but after I turned 30, I took it from uh, trying to uh, make it a career and made it a hobby. And I ended up uh, in the tech business and, uh, uh, and I rode that wave uh, through uh, the 90s the, and the 2000s. Uh, and by 2014, I, I had sold the company in 2007. I've always been an entrepreneur. Uh, I've almost always worked for myself. Uh, and in 2007, well, I sold a Christian, company. Yeah, Christian, Christian. Um, so what? When you were riding that wave, um, was that an audio tech-related company? Uh, no, what, no, what? no. Basically, it was it was it was a midlife crisis. It was. Uh, it was, uh, uh, I sold this company. I lived out my contract. I stayed two years too long. I hated every minute of it. Uh, and when I left, I asked myself, do I really, do I want to stay in this? Do I want to continue to, to do uh, infrastructure, um, uh, network infrastructure? But what, what, what was it What was it that you were working on? What, 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 what was the tech? So uh, I got into uh, fiber optic uh, cabling, um, very early back okay. in the 80s. Okay. And, uh, oh God. and I wrote, I, I, do yeah. I have a story for you? Oh really? Oh, I, I, I wrote that way. Yes. Uh, I, 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 okay. Now let me just, let me interject here because yeah. I, this, you just brought up one of my favorite stupid memories of the nineties. Okay. I, we, I was working in a, a newsroom at the time, KXAN in Austin. And we were looking at these tech companies, you know, ballooning. And uh, I bought $3,000 of JDS Uniphase. Do you remember that one? No, no, no. And, Nick, by the way, I can barely hear you. Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, I think you, you guys probably have sort of... a speakerphone uh, that you're you're sharing here, right? Well, we're 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 getting we're getting you through the the Zoom H two. We got you patched in, um, and uh, yeah, we're, we are having some technical difficulties this time. We we had it figured out pretty good, but uh, I don't know what's happening today. 
Maybe, maybe, maybe this, just be. Uh, yeah, I can hear Bill. I can hear Bill really well. Uh, maybe, maybe you just okay. need to be a little bit closer, Nick. Um, my lips are on the. Okay, let's turn this up a, a bit. What? It, okay, how how's that going? All right, how about that, Christian? Let's give that a shot. You can hear good enough. Yeah, I think I can hear you now. Yeah. Okay. All right. So so um. What was the, the the tech that you started and that that you were riding high in the nineties? What 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 did that involve? Um, so uh, yeah, I I was a, a sales guy that started a, a sales organization uh, that uh, sold uh, all the piece parts of the first layer in uh, in a, in a network. Uh, so what's called the physical layer. And so uh, it started in, I was in the fiber optic uh, world, and then I got into the copper side of things. Uh, I learned uh, early networking, Apple Talk, uh, Token Ring, and Ethernet uh, back in the 80s. And then, uh, you know, I just kind of rode this uh, wave of, uh, uh, you know, of this interconnected uh, uh, world that uh, was developed uh, with the advent of the Internet. Okay. All right. Um, and then here we are in 2020. Um, <laughs> you have some some somehow developed this really pretty amazing um, bunch of podcasts under your same uh, under your label. Mm-hmm. Um, and did you do that from scratch, uh, the Pantheon label? Uh, I'm sorry. Did I do what with Pantheon? Did you were did you start that from scratch? Were you the guy yeah. that said, "Okay, I'm going to put all these podcasts together. I've got you got like thirty some podcasts, right? We got you know? forty four. We have forty four podcasts at the stands right now. So, um, okay. Uh, it, I mean, the, the 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 long story and the shortest way I can say is that uh, rock and roll archaeology uh, was started first with myself and my writing partner Richard Evans, who I've known for forty years. Uh, we went to high school together. Uh, we've been arguing about music for that whole 40 years. And we thought, uh, well, let's, let's take our arguments and put it into some sort of context. Uh, I felt very strongly that I wanted to tell a story of the la- late half of the 20th century uh, and, uh, uh, and through music. And, and in fact, uh, in a weird sort of way, we argue that I call it a, uh, a music show disguised as a – I'm sorry. I call it a history show disguised as a music show, and Richard calls it a music show disguised as a history show. Um, but to me, the important thing was that uh, music, technology, and uh, American culture, primarily American culture, uh, kind of wove together to um, create this, uh, this, uh, this huge shift in how music is digested. Um, music uh, prior and probably again today uh, is uh, really just relegated to entertainment. But, uh, you know, at a period of time, it was quite revolutionary. Uh, I think we would all agree on this call that uh, rock and roll, as it began, was a very revolutionary uh, pursuit and uh, uh, continued that way um, for uh, a few decades. Um, it, it probably peaked uh, in uh, 1969, 1970, uh, as far as being revolutionary and became more evolutionary, uh, along with uh, a lot of things. 
Uh, and so that was the first thing that we we went out trying to to prove. And I think we've successfully done that over 19 episodes. Um, uh, but in a weird sort of way, because it takes us three to six months to research, write and produce each of these episodes, uh, our fans started uh, sending us hate mail, lovely hate mail. Uh, the kind of hate mail you want to get, which is, can't you guys hurry up and get a new episode out sooner? And basically, it's it takes the time that it takes. And so uh, I think uh, somebody said, well, can you do something else? Because we'd like to hear more. And uh, we said, well, okay, let's let's create some other shows. So we created what are called the original six. These were all organically done in-house. Uh, this was Deeper Digs uh, in Rock, uh, Rock and Roll Librarian, Real Rock vinyl snob, uh, and the muses. And, uh, so we started with that. And then, um, we went to a podcasting trade show about, uh, two, uh, almost three years ago. And, uh, networks were the big talking point. And, uh, uh, my business partner, uh, and I, Peter Ferrioli looked at each other and said, well, I think we have a network. And so then we really started building on that. And really, 2019, we put a lot of resources uh, into uh, building up uh, the number of shows. And we felt that um, uh, that I kind of feel that the future of podcasting will be um, uh, more vertical, uh, more specialized, uh, and that uh, for discovery purposes, uh, if you're a jack-of-all-trades, uh, you're, you're going to get – lost in uh, in a network that provides a solution for everything as opposed to a network that focuses on a particular vertical market and of course since we are interested in music uh that uh, became our uh, mission uh how do we surround uh rock and roll archaeology with other great music podcasts that we know our audience uh will uh, enjoy as much as they do rock and roll archaeology and, and that's uh, that's basically been our mission ever since you know, um, I, I told you I was a anthropology major, a journalism yeah. major, yeah, uh, yeah, at Indiana, in Indiana University, and at that time, um, I I really started getting into cultural evolution. You know, um, I I wasn't so much. Can you hear me? All right. Yeah, yeah, I'm having to really pay attention to just try to get as close to that microphone so I can hear you. Okay. Um, turn it up a little bit, Bill. Um, uh, so anyway, it, uh, my interest was folklore, um, cultural evolution, and specifically music. I wanted to be a musicologist. Uh huh. And who was the guy um, that recorded the blues? He would drive drive around in his old cars and Alan Lomax. And that's the guy. And I'm like, that is what a cultural anthropologist is. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's going, he's go going out, and he's just going to a town. He's going to the local bar or whatever, and saying, "Who's good around here?" Yeah, he uh, he went and captured a lot of uh, uh, unrecorded uh, original uh, American music or or old uh, folk tunes uh, that may have been brought over from some old country, uh, if you will, and then adapted over time into the American experience. Uh, and uh, you know, it was at the very uh, early uh, uh, era of, uh, of recordings. 
Uh, and uh, that, of course, is now all in the Smithsonian. In fact, I just read an article last week that it's all available online now, uh, and anybody can tap into it. And um, so uh, now, interestingly, is uh, that, you know, all of this was undiscovered. Uh, it, uh, you know, some, some of these songs may have uh, traveled themselves uh, out into uh, a public consciousness of, of some form uh, or picked up by um, uh, somebody like, um, um, uh, oh, um, um, oh, who's the original American uh, tunesmith, uh, Stephen Foster. Uh, things like that. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, or hey, I'm from Indi- I'm from Indiana. I'm from Indiana. Who was the, who was the guy? Uh, was it Cole? Not Cole Porter. Um, Swanee River. Yeah, that's Bar- that's Stephen Foster. Bar- that is him. Okay, yeah, that's Stephen Foster. Um, yeah. yeah. So some yeah, of these songs wait. were picked up, and then uh, you know, uh, but most were unrecorded. And uh, you know, this is at the the early advent of of recording itself. So Alan Lomax went out there and started finding all of these uh, little, uh, you know, unusual, unique folk songs. Uh, and then, uh, you know, uh, was able to uh, uh, put them into the public consciousness in a much larger uh, uh, way than had been before. We're we're doing almost the opposite when you get right down to it. I mean, you know, uh, the 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 rock and roll era, which you know, uh, you know, and if you listen closely to our story, we really begin post World War II because it's really about American dominance, American cultural dominance. Um, and which begins post World War II uh, is uh, all of this is uh, is recorded and out there. The 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 opposite problem is that it's so big that there are all these disparate parts. That what we're trying to do is take all these jigsaw puzzle pieces and put them together to show a full whole picture of what this period was and why it was so significant in music history. Let me tell you this. I I listened to your interview with Mick Jones of Foreigner. Oh, the, the new one, yes. Oh my god, that was such a great interview. Well, thank thank you very much. Uh uh but uh you know, it's just uh, uh getting the chance to uh pick the brains of um uh, you know, and it's not just performers. Those who'd listen to my Deeper Digs um, uh, interview show, uh, you know, I spend a lot of time with authors, uh, film directors, uh, producers, engineers, as well as uh, some rock stars like like Mick Jones. And, uh, you know, to me, it's um, it's getting a, a, a better understanding, again, of how these uh, separate pieces all connect together uh, that um, created, uh, you know, what I expect to be a very unique uh, period in in music. Um, uh, you know, before uh, the the rock and roll era, you know, musicians were not treated uh, in an upper elite form uh, <clears throat> as they were then. You you, you didn't have uh, uh, musicians, uh, you know. Uh, frequenting the best restaurants, uh, uh, flying private, and uh, uh, and getting um, uh, the best uh, accommodations. Uh, I, you know, I, I I think we're past that period as well. Uh, and and don't get me wrong, there there is always the the, the select few, but um, 
you know, at the same time, uh, music was um, the the touchstone, the language of uh, at least one, if not two, if not two and a half generations of uh, of folks, uh, where that was, um, you know, the commonality, the tribal differences that were determined just by the T-shirts that you wore. Um, that has been replaced by social media. Uh, and that is now the the uh, the cultural touchstone for uh, today's youth. Well, and and also, um, you know, to me, you are the maybe the the foremost um, expert on classic rock. I have never I have never run across. I appreciate. I think it you very can much. take that. I think you can take that. Well, well, look, and, I, ha- I have a big team behind me. Okay, L- let me let me say that uh, that that uh, you know again, this starts off with uh, myself and uh, my partner Richard Evans, who I've known for forty years. Uh, my business partner uh, Peter Ferrioli, who came on uh, very early on in twenty fifteen. Uh, our sound engineer uh, is another uh, person who I've known for forty years, Jerry Danielson. Uh, and so, you know, it's sort of a natural extension. And now, you know, now I've got surrounded uh, myself with, uh, you know, 40 plus hosts and producers uh, uh, that I, I think are of equal value uh, and are telling uh, the story from uh, a different angle that helps, you know, my overall grand plan of you know an entire uh history of of rock and roll uh you know in a middle brow sort of way so it, it's not just me I, I i just can't i just can't take that i i i i i know too many others that i think uh could uh, put me to shame okay but i appreciate but, okay. the, i appreciate the, the, the compliment the, well look um i want you to ask me one of your not your hardest let's 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 go easy at first give me a trivia question a trivia question i want to oh, test I'm, my I'm wits horrible. i want to uh, rock and roll <laughs> trivia uh you know like who wrote this song whatever um you know uh, oh you're putting me on the see spot see if i can uh, answer it oh I, no I, i'm putting myself on the spot i want to i want to see if i can answer a question by the great Christian Swain. Oh no, no, no. Um uh it, that is just not my forte. Uh um Well just uh, like anything. Like you know, a Beatles question, like you know, who wrote this song or or whatever it is. Well, uh, okay, all right. Um uh you, you are a consumer of uh rock and roll archaeology. Uh and uh I I'll I'll give you a little preview that uh, I was working on my my intro uh, uh, to uh, my interview with Doug Cosmo uh, Clifford, uh, the drummer from uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival, that'll be coming out this oh, week. Oh God, I love him. I and, love it. I I got it. I got it. Hold on a sec. I got it. I got to tell you, when I discovered uh, Creedence Revisited. Oh yeah. Did you ever see it? I oh, did not God. get a chance Everybody... to see Stu and Cliff uh, uh, work together as that unit. No. Well, it's the one you want to watch is the one on Rio, I believe. It's it's Chile, Chile yeah. or Rio. Um, and my God! Oh, and guess who the guitar player is? Uh, let's see. He's had a. 
few. Um, oh, jeez. Uh, oh, I stumped you on that one. Well, for a moment. Elliot. I, Elliot, Elliot, Elliot Easton, Easton the right from the cars, right, right, right. It was the original. And uh, and you and you see him play. You play. You see him play Swamp Blues, and the guy from the cars is playing Creedence. Oh my God, really? Oh, and he, he, he Elliot's one it. of the greatest guitar players in rock. Uh, uh, you know his tasteful licks in the cars are a, a big selling feature for those guys for me. Oh my God. Um, back, okay, but back to back to my player. question since you asked. So there were, mm-hmm. there were there were a couple of really interesting things I wanted to know why at the very beginning uh, silly things that I just thought about for forty years and one of which was how the hell do four guys from El Cerrito, California authentically sound like they all grew up in the bayous the Cajun bayous of Louisiana and um, uh, I, I still not sure I've gotten a helpful answer for that i mean doug gave me a good answer uh uh but it still is uh is kind of a uh it's just a, 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 a they're one of the most unusual rock acts especially american rock acts because to america authenticity was just so critical in the formula when creating a band and given that time of the of the mid-60s uh, the geographic differences created the uniqueness in sound so it's just really strange that these four kids from California could sound just so authentic uh, uh, in in, a, in what's called swamp rock, right? So the other question that I always had well, is... Well, Christian, Christian, uh, I'm going to give you the other side of the coin about that because I thought they were authentic, except for John Fogarty's voice. In an old bayou, he didn't sound like an authentic, um, you know, Cajun to me. Even growing up, I'm like, oh, this guy's putting on airs right now, you know, yeah. and he's and he's trying to trying to be something that he's not. And oh, you knew it. Even okay. though I even even though I liked his voice, you know, and I'll tell you, I, I in Austin there was a Omar and the Howlers. Okay, have you ever heard of that band? Who's that? Omar and the Howlers. No. Okay, they were just a local Austin band that would do Credence. And when this guy sang Credence, oh, my God, it was authentic. Oh, really? And he, took it, he took it to he, another level. He, he took it to the authentic level, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay, this is even better than than Fogarty, you know? And then when I saw Credence Revisited, that I don't even know who that singer is, but... I'm like he's more authentic, you know, Louisiana, you know, yeah. than Fogarty, and yeah. and you know, look, he nailed the music, but his voice wasn't really authentic to me. Uh, I, I guess I could see that. I I just kind of felt like they uh, they just always had that, uh, and and it's not whether it was or not; it was all couched in that. Uh, it was, uh, you know, the, the image, uh, was built in the same manner that the sound was. Uh, and, and I think for 19, you know, 66, 67, uh, when their first album came out, that was just really astounding. Oh yeah. Well, look, Credence is my, maybe my top three favorite bands. All right, we're going Rolling Stones. We're going no, we're going Beatles. We're going Rolling Stones. We're going Credence. No, we're going Led Zeppelin then Credence. Oh, there you go, there you go. 
the you, you know and um uh you know who i just thought of right now what's that tom do you know who i just thought of right now what's that tom petty tom petty oh, yeah yeah, I he, mean, had, he had a little about it in there. Well, of course, you know, he's from uh, the Panhandle, uh, so he had that southern charm, uh, definitely. Well, all right. I I want to switch gears real quick. You bet. And, I mean, you have really just, uh, gosh, floored me. That's the word. You've floored me with your knowledge. You are obviously a genius, and I, I don't oh. even know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have a, you have well, a, you well, have a well, way of hold, talking. Hold on, like... I never got to my question, okay, because that fits into okay. what you okay. just said. So <clears throat> my, my okay. question to you, Nick, is how mm. is it that the two single greatest songwriters of the 20th century, known as John and Paul, uh Mm. Grew could be could be such geniuses. Two of the greatest geniuses of the twentieth century, regardless of their pursuit, grew up less than right. one mile Le- apart from each other. How 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 did that happen? Oh God, what a great question! Honest to God, what a great question! You know, when when you said the two of the greatest genius, and, and I thought of Mozart. You know, I'm right? Like, okay. Yeah, well, he's on his, definitely he was on his uh, own. is in genius category. Yeah. You know, and you know, I do think, and and you know, who's the crowning genius of everything is Einstein, right? <clears throat> Currently, yeah, yeah. I might put Hawking up against right. Einstein, but uh, but sure. I I would, I would tend concerned. to di- I I would tend to disagree with Hawking. Um, I uh, I have a, a lot of problems with Hawking. <laughs> well, our, our heroes our heroes are always best when they don't live in our times. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, but back to how did they, you know, is it genetics? Is it culture? Right. Is it a combination right. of, of all of them? And, and uh, you know, when when you were talking about um, uh, different connections, I have a theory that grew out of the anthropology, and it's separation integration. You know, we we are right now we are separating as a country, as Europe did Sadly. back in the World War Two days. You know, but. Mm-hmm. It is a natural process. That's how cells divide. That's how they specialize. You know, it, it, this, it's, it's, it's painful when you're going through it, but it needs to happen. You know, how does a cell divide into another cell and then also then integrate into, say, a, 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 a liver cell, a brain cell, whatever it is, and then ultimately a human being? It's a it's a process of separation integration, simple as that. Uh, I, I think you're suggesting the birthing process. I'm suggesting that is the evolutionary process. Things, mm-hmm. you know, it, let's go back to music. Music converges, 
then different strains get built out of that, and then they separate into a different category, and and then they merge back into a category. You know, it's it's just the it's it's a process of, of evolution. That's that's my thesis. So, <clears throat> so you you feel that it is more uh, uh, a question of uh, nurture and timing uh, with those two. Well, it's 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 what I'm actually saying a, a bigger theory than that is is that the process of how things evolve requires an a separation at some point and then a reintegration. It's simultaneously happening. Mm-hmm. So that 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 is really the gist of what I'm trying to say. Yeah, things are continuing, separating and integrating continually, and you can't keep track of all of it. But the process remains the same: separation, integration, separation, integration. That's that's evolution. That's well, I'm losing you. I'm losing you, Nick. I can barely hear you again. I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? Yes. Just stick on that microphone. All right, I'm right, I'm 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 eating the microphone right now. <laughs> okay. Um Okay, so can I ask you just an awful off the wall question? Sure. What was your first concert? What was my first concert? Your first rock and roll concert. I I I can't I, I I'm getting a lot of noise now. Like like a, a really okay. bad hiss. It's uh because it's starting to rain. Oh, is that what that is? It's rain. It's, yeah, it's raining. Uh, yes. And and we're at we're out in in the um, the carport. Yeah, I can I can barely hear you at all now. Oh my gosh! All right, uh, give me your give me your mic, give me that mic. Let's see if this mic works better. Okay, can you hear me now? I think so. Is that let's, better? Let's try that. Yeah, I, that hiss is, is... So that's rain in the background there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're in Florida, and, and it just started... It's been raining all day off and on, and oh, it just started going of course, again. Of course, Yeah, it's Florida, yeah. <laughs> Oh, we're we're amateurs, man. You know, it sounds like you're just so. You know, I I didn't really. Here's what I th- thought when I was calling you. Oh, this is a guy that plays in a band and he likes to do podcasts. But you're way more than that. Well, thanks. You know? Yeah, yeah, we're we're, we're yeah we're we're. <laughs> I just I, thought, I, I thought you were a guy like me. Yeah, you 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 obviously. You're obviously um, way more, you know, uh, advanced than I am. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I just I spend a lot of time on the internet. It's uh, it's all. It, I used to spend a lot of time in the libraries, and of course, I've always been a reader, uh, quite a voracious reader. Um, so, you know, uh, there's that. Uh, but now, you know, I, I I don't think I would have been able to do what we've accomplished uh, without. The, the internet. I mean, just everything is at our fingertips. Uh, <clears throat> we can uh, 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 check uh, our facts much quicker uh, and uh, and move along uh, in our process. Uh, it, it just it just would have been 
just impossible to do this without uh, without uh, that. Um, but you you had a question. Uh, uh, you you was it was it what was my first rock and roll experience? Is, is was that the question? No, that, your your fir, your fir, your first concert. The your first oh, my rock first concert, concert that you went to. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can't beat that. Um, uh, my first concert was Queen uh, in 1978, and <laughs> uh, I got to meet Brian May afterwards. Hmm. So we got to hear that story. Not man. too bad. All right. All right. So it was just a well-worn story. Many of my listeners have heard me tell it before. Yeah, but, but I haven't heard it. Okay. All right. All right. We'll we'll tell it to fresh ears here. So uh, <clears throat> I, I had um, I'd gone to several high schools. Uh, I ended up going to five different high schools. And about the third high school, uh, uh, I walked in uh, the first day and. You know, you're a little uh, self-conscious in high school, uh, regardless of uh, how much confidence you may have been born with. And, uh, you know, by the third high school, I, I, I was tired of moving. And, um, you know, when you, you do that, you're constantly having to learn how to be social uh, because, you know, you're having to meet new friends. In the end, I, I think it was a double-edged sword, and it kind of helped me in a lot of ways. But, but it wasn't fun at the time. So uh, third high school, I walk in on the first day. And uh, this guy comes up to me, and he says, so you're new, right? And I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, uh, so what do you do? And I'm like, what do I do? Uh, I sing in rock bands. I've never, I've never sang in a rock band in my life. I just said that. Uh, I pretended, uh, and I you know, loved music. And uh, the guy says, oh, I know a band that's looking for a singer. Uh, so by lunchtime, he had come up to me and said, hey, let me introduce you to this other guy uh, who ended up being a guitar player in this band. And uh, lo and behold, by that afternoon, I was uh, auditioning for these, you know, other 15 and 16 year olds. And uh, that became uh, my, my first band out of that. Uh, the guitar player in the band uh, and I said, hey, let's go see this concert. Uh, Queen, and I was a big Queen fan. And um, uh, his older sister and her friend uh, said they could drive. We couldn't drive. I think we were 14 or 15 at the time now that I think about it. And uh, we couldn't drive. So they drove us up to the Forum in Los Angeles to, to see Queen. Uh, saw the band, was utterly blown away by the entire experience uh, as all of your listeners know uh, that have been to a rock concert. There's just nothing like it. Uh, and, um, and so uh, we left and the girl said, Hey, we're going to Hollywood, uh, which was not the plan. Uh, and I was like, Oh, okay. So they said, we're going to go to the whiskey, but you guys are too young. You can't go to the whiskey. So we're going to drop you off at the Starwood." I said, Oh, all right. All right, whatever. Uh, and then we'll come and pick you up. So we're, uh, we get dropped off and this is like a Tuesday night. So it's not exactly a very full night in the, in this club. And the Starwood at the time was a, a all ages club. In fact, I don't even think it exists anymore. In fact, I know it doesn't exist anymore. And, um, so we're walking around this club's first club I've ever been into. Uh, <clears throat> I don't think there was a band playing, but there was music playing on the sound system and that sort of thing. But there wasn't really a lot of people there. Um, and I lost my guitar player, so I'm looking around for him. And uh, I thought, oh, let me go back up to the door. Uh, maybe he's there. And to get there, you had to go through this hallway. 
So uh, I go into the hallway, and all of a sudden, there's the biggest man I may have ever seen at my life at my life at the time is standing in front of me, and I'm like, uh, and I move off to the side, like my back up against the wall, so he can pass. And behind him is this uh, little short guy with uh, a big shock of uh, curly hair, and that was Brian May. And I said, "Hey, I just saw you." And he kind of waved, and he says, oh, thanks, mate. And that was about it. <laughs> um, uh, I, look, the, 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 the people that you have been able to um, meet is, 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 is just extraordinary. Uh, I grew up in L.A., you know. Uh, I'll tell you, Nick, <laughs> another little side story is that uh, when my parents divorced, my dad's from Texas, uh, he moved back to Texas, and uh, uh, we would go in the summer. And all the kids, when they found out that we were from L.A., would always wonder, how many famous people do you know? And I was like, famous people? I don't know any famous people. I don't know what you're talking about. But sure enough, as I grew up in L.A. in, uh, in my, my later teens and certainly in my 20s, uh, yeah, I, I met my fair share of famous people. So I guess if you're around it, you're, you're bound to, to run into them. Okay, um, when when you got when I saw Pamela Des Bars on yeah. your, you know, I'm like, oh, I know her. I've seen documentaries. I've seen all kinds of stuff, and I really thought you were just kind of like a guy. Like, how do you know these people? Um, you know, Pamela came to us uh, through uh, some mutual uh, friends. Um, you know, uh, before the pandemic, I was uh, flying down to L.A. Uh, about once a month. Uh, and we were courting uh, all kinds of, of folks. Um, and um, uh, some, you know. Christian, uh, Christian, Christian. Is, yeah. Am I saying your name right, by the way? Okay. What's that? You don't am, am I saying your name right? Christian? Christian? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize how connected you were, you know, until I talked to you now. And and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this I really was just okay, you are so like way bigger than I thought in terms of um the connections that you have." Well, it's just, <laughs> you know, uh, I think, uh, who was it? I, I, I think um, Thomas Edison is credited with saying that, um, uh, you know, a successful venture is 1% one per uh, inspiration and 99% perspiration. So let's just say that I do put a lot of effort into this. Uh, I work uh, probably, uh, in fact, um, uh, my family took a day yesterday and we, 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 we drove, um, uh, to Marin County, which is two counties away. That's the furthest we've been since the beginning of the pandemic. And we went on a big, long six, uh, seven mile hike. Uh, and that is the first day. What's that? And so uh, um, that's, that's were, were you were you hearing some audio that was um, did you did you not uh, keep going keep going oh, yeah yeah story. it was all good for me so so to go on so that that's the first day I have not worked 
since the pandemic started two and a half months ago. So I, I, my point is, is that I do work almost every single day. Okay. Now, I really wanted, I mean, okay, be, because I didn't really understand how, like, advanced you are, you are um, with the podcasting and the, and the industry. I really want to just ask you some. Really well, I'm, I'm hoping all these podcasts make everybody advanced. That's that's the plan. Okay. Yeah, me too. And look, here's what we've done. We we got a we got the iPad Pro. We got LumaFusion. We got you know we're recording these on a on a, a Zoom H2. I mean, is that okay? Are we doing it right? <laughs> Oh, you want you want me to, to to suggest the technical side of things? Uh, that's a question well, maybe course, better served was, for, that... for for Jerry Danielson, our our, our chief sound engineer. But but I, I might be able to help a little bit. Um, yeah, I, you know there is a, always a learning curve uh, when you're you're trying to put this together. I mean, when I started, uh, I, I didn't know much about podcasting other than I was a consumer. Uh, I enjoyed podcasting and had been for several years. And, uh, you know, 2014 was the year that Serial came out. And so that made me say, wow, that's this is going to be a big thing. And I want to jump into it. It, it reminded me of, uh, of tech back in the 80s of saying this is going to be a big thing. I want to be a part of it. And uh, and so, um, uh, you know, um, I started, uh, you know, making uh, my own set of, of mistakes uh, and learning uh, the uh, the craft. Um, but one thing I knew right away, and that is uh, being a consumer of spoken word audio, uh, whether it's Audible or NPR, you know, for most of my life, um, uh, books on tape uh, I used to listen to even then when, when I was, uh, you know, probably a teenager. Um, uh, you know, I always knew that, that high quality audio was going to be key uh, in this. So I've, we've always strived to become uh, what I call, you know, NPR audio uh, sonic quality, which is, uh, you know, the gold standard. Um, so uh, a Zoom uh, H, uh, you said you have an H2, uh, you know, it's fine. Um, uh, it's, a, it's a good uh, uh, recording device. I mean, uh, for me, and remember, I'm also a singer in a band, uh, it all starts with the microphone. Make sure that you have a high quality mic or the highest quality mic that you can afford. Uh, and, and what um, is that? What is that? What well, is that? I, I'm speaking what? on a what? Heil PR40 what? right now, which is uh, uh, what I think uh, one of the bad, best broadcast podcasting microphones uh, on the market. Uh, it's a, uh, a very uh, directional microphone. Um, so while I am in a, um, uh, a soundproof room of some form, it's not... Uh, uh, studio quality, but by having a directional microphone, um, I can get away without capturing uh, extraneous noises um, out there that you might with with other uh, uh, quality microphones like an S uh, SM7B, um, you know, or uh, an EV, um, uh, 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 what is it, uh, R20, R40. Uh, that sort of thing. Um, so start with a really high quality microphone. Uh, and then, uh, again, you know, because I, I come from the world of music and music composition, 
uh, and the use of uh, of, uh, of a DAW uh, like Logic or um, um, uh, what is the 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 the, the big one um, uh, uh, Audition or or you know there's there, there's a whole bunch of these uh, out there nowadays. Uh, and Pro so, Tools. So I was yeah Pro Tools. That's Pro, that's the one Pro I was looking tools. for. Yeah. Uh, so I was used to working in those sort of environments. So, you know, knowing that a high quality microphone was important uh, to an interface device that then would plug into my computer and then the DAW that I could use to edit, um, you know, all of that made pretty, pretty simple sense to, to, to me. Um, so those are the kind of things that uh, that I would suggest uh, trying to, to 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 get to. Capturing uh, outside or remote recording has been challenging. Um, you know, we started with Skype, uh, and uh, that that has improved over the years. Skype itself has gotten better. Uh, we use uh, some recording software uh, with that. Uh, I, I happen to use a, a, a company called uh, Evier. Um, my, myself, but there are some, there are many good ones out there. Um, and so, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, using that or now zoom, uh, or Google hangouts, there's all kinds of, what do you think, what uh, Christian, what, what do you think of zoom and, 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 and the quality of what needs to happen with the, uh, with the audio quality on zoom? I mean, everybody's using zoom. Uh, but sometimes get people get it right, and I'm like, oh yeah, that looks great. And then other times people don't. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> you know, uh, you know the uh, the the technology is uh, sometimes wonky. Uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of people on the internet right now uh, utilizing uh, the uh, the bandwidth, uh, and uh, that can affect a call. Uh, we run into that. You know, it's funny. Uh, I, 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 as long as I'm in North America, it seems to work pretty good these days. If I do anything international, because we do have folks in Australia and uh, the UK that we talk to, um, it, it can sometimes get a, a, a little. Uh, what quality. What do you think? What What would your What would your best option? What you know? If I'm gonna let Let's just pretend I'm a young guy. Uh, I've got an iPad. Uh, pro, what do I do to, you know, just, you know, within financial constraints, how, yeah. what's the best way I can, I can create that pathway that well, would actually get you mobile. Yeah. The, 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 mobile, you know, the, mobile. Yeah. yeah they, well, the, the zoom, uh, H2 or H4 or H5, what have you, um, you know, depending on the number yeah, the of, of inputs, I think yeah. it's really makes a difference in the, the, uh, the zoom, um, uh, uh, device, uh, if you will. Okay, wait, hold on, hold on. I, I want to interject. All right, you see these, you know, local news, they're using Zoom, you know, some, like the weather guy's got it figured out, the uh, other reporter doesn't have it figured out, uh, she's not using the right mic. What is she, uh, what, what is, have you, fi- have you thought about, like, what is the best, you know, just um, configuration of technology to make that happen. Oh, I, I'm not sure I'm the right guy to ask that. Of, uh, <clears throat> I mean, uh, you know, uh, the the simple answer, uh, the simple choice. Uh, I mean, you you can get a USB microphone, uh, you know, like a blue snow globe or or something like that that plugs right in uh, USB into uh, a laptop, um, and uh, and then you can just record uh, uh, right there. 
my my big suggestion um, is you want separate tracks for your audio. I am right. Then you can there manipulate you each signal. Uh, so to me, that right. is the, the right. biggest uh, 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 the biggest thing that somebody can do to improve their uh, audio quality. Because if you have individual tracks, you know now you can shape and manipulate uh, through EQing uh, and effects um, uh, that uh, can help uh, improve uh, even poor audio. All right. Are you still hearing me? Yeah, 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 and it's it's two o'clock, so we only got a few more minutes, guys, because I got to. Uh, okay, other well, stuff we're, we're, let's here. let's ra- let's let's wrap this up, Christian. Yes, sir. I am going to edit. I am going to edit this down, man. You have been, you have provided so much information, oh. so much, mm-hmm. and 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 I'm sh- and I'm sure that we've got it down. I'm gonna edit it. Um, it it'll be a a bit of a process. But I, but this is the longest one I've done so far. Oh, this is this is. Did you hear me? One. Yeah, this has been the longest one that you've done yeah. so far. This is this is the only uh, the fourth episode, fifth episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's brand this new. Yeah, fifth. that that's why I wanted to to help you out, and uh, you know, I know you've been a fan, Nick, and I and I certainly appreciate that. Uh, and uh, as you know, I don't have a lot of time uh, because hey. Seven days a week, 365, uh, 24 hours a day, we're, we're working on Christian. some sort of rock and roll archaeology project. Christian, I didn't realize how – I am – I am I, the word that comes to mind is I'm aghast that I talked to somebody that was as knowledgeable as you are. And I, I didn't really know, you know who you were, and my God – you blow my mind. You've blown me away. <laughs> it, it's just like, wh- oh gosh. Okay, this guy's a I'm genius. Just, I'm just All right. an entrepreneurial I, I, I'm not even... kind of guy. Uh, very curious. Have always been, uh, and I absolutely love music. All forms of music. Uh, there's, uh, and, there's and I so just like many, to figure out how it all works. Right. There's so many rabbit holes we can go down. It, it just, it just, I can't. I can't. Even, I don't even know where to start because it's like, oh well, I've never met anybody in my life that is is as as knowledgeable as you are about so many, so I many different. I highly things. doubt that. Uh, but uh, but hey, uh, you know, uh, go and go and do uh, uh, twenty or thirty more episodes, and uh, I'll come back and spend some more time with you. I, I would love that, and um, I, I would hope that you would, uh, once we get this edited down and figured out and get the glitches out of there and stuff, uh, that you would listen to it. Of course, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, keep me informed. Right. And, uh, you know, we we are very much uh, pro-podcasters in any form. Uh, we think this is a, a great uh, new uh, edutainment, because it's primarily edutainment, uh, format uh, and um, uh, I think it's nothing. Uh, it's going to just grow uh, and grow for the, the the foreseeable future. I I agree. Thank you so much for uh, appearing as a, you know for for even just saying okay I'll do it. Oh no, my my pleasure. Thanks very much, guys. Uh, uh, it was awesome. I we got so much to work with now. <laughs> <laughs>
Good, 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 good. All right, thank, let me let you. me let I'll, you go. I'll talk to you. And uh, uh, sure. and let me know when the uh, the episode gets uh, uh, edited and put out. Okay. Will do. All right, Gosh, Bill. Darn, Bill, nice so to much. meet you there. You too, sir. Have a good day. Okay. Bye bye. <laughs>